Welcome to Spirituality Isn't Woo Woo with Amy. I'm your host, and this is episode 16. We're speaking to Lauren from Triple Goddess about the female archetypes, owning our feminine power, the seasons and stages of our lives, being a doula, and how it can help women postpartum as well as through the whole birth process. Let's get into it. I'm so excited to have Lauren on today from Triple Goddess. She's a feminine embodiment coach, guide, and a birth doula. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So excited because we have so many amazing, juicy topics that I personally love, and I know that people listening will absolutely love. So again, welcome. And I just wanted you to let us know more about you. So what brought you to the journey that you're currently on? And maybe just a little bit about your backstory. Oh, my gosh. That's like <laughs> that's like a half an hour story. <laughs> I usually say to people, do you want the long version or the short version? Because I'm very much into astrology and birth charts. And I had my birth chart unpacked a few years ago and my north node which is your purpose and my chiron which is your greatest wounds both sit in my house of relationships one-on-one relationships and my family my parents divorced when I was six and then they both got remarried and then they both got re-divorced and my brother got married and he got divorced and there was a point in my life where I just kind of sat down and was like how do we do this thing? How do we do this marriage? How do we do this one-on-one relating? How do we do this love? You know, how do we share that with someone where we thrive instead of um, what I was seeing a lot of is experiencing a lot of pain and a lot of um, disconnection and then uh, a lot of suffering and trauma. And so that kind of started me on my journey of becoming a relationship coach And then I was coaching couples and I was seeing that a lot of the relationships were sexless. So then I studied Tantra. I became a sex coach, um, which was really fun. And and then I started working just with women, predominantly um, centered around their sensuality and their sexuality, because I noticed that just a lot of women were not connected to their bodies. They weren't orgasming. They weren't experiencing great amounts of pleasure with their sex. And I've come from a background where I've been very connected with my body and very pleasurable and, and, and can experience uh, an enormous amount of pleasure when I do connect with someone. But for my own journey, I had to learn how to cultivate my sexual energy and use that appropriately. Whilst I am a very sexual woman and I have a lot of sexual energy, it was more so learning that sex is so sacred and sharing it with someone that you have this deep connection with um, can take you to higher levels of consciousness and you can heal through sexual intimacy it's uh it's not just p and v type stuff yeah Mm, totally yeah so many things that you've just said there are just (laughs) amazing so let's start with tantra can you tell us more about tantra what it is and um how it fits into that sex and relationship side of things yeah yeah great question so The way that I look at Tantra is um, my way of connecting to my body and my kind of form of spirituality. Um, Tantra is like duality between the masculine and the feminine, duality between 
fifth dimension and and third dimension. It's bringing all your chakras into the moment. So it's connection for me. It's um, it's energy. It's it's very much based around. Uh, understanding my energy, whether it is my life force energy or my sexual energy, it's connecting right back to very um, basic elements of being a human, which is our breath, movement, voice. Um, it's it's for me in terms of sexuality is bringing the feminine into our sex and into our lovemaking with our partners. So. <clears throat> a lot of us when we go to have sex with our partners it's very masculine focused so we have a goal we have an outcome and that is to orgasm and so we go on the journey to reach that uh, outcome and then sex finishes whereas with tantra sex is very boundless and it's very focused on pleasure and not the destination and it just opens up this greater portal of connection wow uh, sounds definitely something that we need to connect back to especially in as you said with this world of disconnection and sexless relationships and you know maybe that element is missing yeah yeah absolutely absolutely it's missing it's missing in so many areas of our lives just not in the bedroom Mm. Um, which is the feminine it is that the duality of life is that everything has opposite and opposing um points you know Mm. so we have you know winter but we have summer we have rain and we have drought so we can't just all be in one of those opposing points which is the entire universe is built on the masculine energy so to speak and it's built for masculine energy it's built on individualization it's built on results and outcomes and structure and doing things moving forward but what about rest what about creativity what about emotions what about boundlessness what about spaciousness what about silence you know Mm. and bringing those elements into not only the bedroom but our life as a whole really changes the amount well it, it allows us to feel more whole as a human totally that's just mm. so beautiful i'm loving this so much um another, thank another area thank you another area i wanted to touch on was you mentioned 3d and 5d so i know that there's a pretty basic level of understanding with people on that did you want to expand on maybe what that means to you the 3d versus the 5d yeah 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 so 3d like at a basic level, 3D is the world that we live in. So we can touch, taste, feel, you know, it's the, the buildings, the trees, it's, it's the three-dimensional um, life that we live. Five-dimensional and like we go up to so many different dimensions, but we can talk about four or five is the spiritual realm. It's the unseen realm. It's, the, it's where our intuition comes from. It's the stuff that we ultimately can't explain, but we know it's there. Like we all know that there is something greater than us that consumes the universe, that created the universe. Whatever our belief system is, because, you know, some of the listeners might be religious and may believe in a God or some might be spiritual, so believe more so, you know, in the universe or in a source or spirit. Um, So the 5D is what we ultimately can't see and sits from a tantric perspective behind our eyes. 
but the 3D is what we can see out of our eyes, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. And yeah. and a lot, a lot of people live in 3D. They're just not quite there yet. And that's kind of our goal, isn't it, for us all to get to that point of greater consciousness? It is definitely. But I think also the illusion is on these spiritual type paths is that we People, a lot of people want to transcend the 3D and it's like we're human. We've come mm-hmm. here to live in this 3D. Mm. So I think the people who really have worked it out can live in both 5 and 3D, can enjoy the spoils and the pleasure and the 3D pleasure of being a human. So enjoy having a lot of money in your bank. Enjoy designer clothes. Enjoy, you know, going out and having lavish meals. Enjoy all of those types of pleasures but then also have your spiritual connection. You know, oh. it's, it's, not, it's not, okay, well, now I'm on this journey, therefore I have to give up everything from the 3D to be mm-hmm. more in my 5D. I think that is spiritual ego. Mm. So it's, it's how do we balance both of it because everything is about balance. Mm. Just having greater awareness at least, you know, living, as you said, in this human world and, having this human experience, enjoying all the things that life has to offer, but then having a greater awareness beyond just the human experience. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And I wanted to touch on, I know that you and I had spoken about this and I had looked in your, um, at your Instagram and just got some ideas more about you and what you do. And I love this idea. Well, not your idea, obviously, but the idea. (laughs) 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 Types and... I feel like if women were really more in tune with these archetypes and, and um, embodying them, we would have a little bit more understanding of seasons as well in mm-hmm. our lives. Did you want to touch on what the archetypes are in this realm that we're speaking of and what they mean and what they sort of, how you can embody them a little bit more? Yeah. So this is, this is really, really great because everything really, when you start to learn about archetypes. So Dr. Carl Jung, which is one of the founding fathers of psychology, he studied archetypes. And on his deathbed, I think he he said, I wish I never called them archetypes. I wish I called them spirits because that's literally what an archetype is. Mm. And so we have a soul, but our soul can be fragmented into different pieces of the pie, right? And so we can have these different archetypes within our soul that we can draw upon. So when we look at women in particular, there's two main archetypes that women have only been allowed to really connect with and step into and embody in um, our life. And that is the maiden. So our purity, our virginity, um, the good girl, and then the mother. So when we become, you know, a mother or we birth uh, something into the world, they're the two main archetypes that um, women fall into and subconsciously, um, you know, we are taught to, to want to achieve in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's so many other parts of our soul or archetypes that we can connect into. So we've got the huntress, which is like the female warrior, We've got the queen, we've got uh, the wild woman, which is probably the most feared archetype Mm -hmm. um, of the feminine. However, she is so consumed with truth and your truth and you living your truth. Uh, We have the crone and uh, the wise woman, which again is not... um, is not a favoured archetype because it's depicted, when you look at uh, children's fables, she's depicted as the haggly old witch 
you know, that's cast out of society into the forest or into the woods. So a woman uh, who has um, who has stepped into her her crone or her wise woman hasn't been revered as um, uh, as 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 important as other archetypes of the feminine. Mm. Um, we have the sage, we have the mystic. Uh, so we have a number of different archetypes that a woman can um, connect into. Uh, our main four types of archetypes that we, well, okay, let's break this down. <laughs> so my business is called Triple Goddess, which is based around three archetypes our maiden our mother and our crone which are three distinct initiation and rites of passage that a woman will go through during her life which her maiden is when we first bleed so our first menarch is an initiation for young women that we are becoming a woman you know we've started to bleed we've started to um, become fertile we've started to um be able to bring life into into the world and when we learn to connect to our bleed and work with our bleed we actually step into this real deep feminine spirituality which is deeply intuitive um, for women and if you've read any of um, the books or know anything about um, ancient tribes women when they bled used to actually leave the villages and go and sit in red tents or go and sit together and bleed together and they would share stories together and they would connect deeply together whilst they went through this this phase of their cycle which was bleeding which is ultimately uh, our death and rebirth we have this beautiful week every single month where we go through a death a detoxification and a purification of our body and what no longer serves us in our life in order for new to be reborn so literally every month we are, we go through a death and we're reborn again so that's mm. our first initiation into womanhood into spirituality as well and then as we uh, grow up and a woman falls pregnant our next initiation is our initiation into our mother archetype and that uh, is through birth um, which is probably the most potent way to initiate into the mother archetype but it doesn't only isn't only concerned with women who birth children um, you know women are the birther of um, communities of relationships of projects of businesses of children so you know any stage in our life where we are birthing something we actually take something through a gestational stage so and until it is ready to actually come into the world and you might notice this as a business owner whenever you birth something new it really we read we have to go through the stage of like nurturing it and allowing it to grow and allowing it to really gestate either within our minds, in our bodies or just on the paper before it's like ready to be birthed into society. Mm. Mm. So that is uh, another initiation or rites of passage and another archetype that we will, will transition through naturally throughout our life. And then finally, when we um, no longer bleed and we're no longer fertile, we transition into our crone or our wise woman, which is where traditionally we are the elders of the, um, of the village, of the community. And these elders would pass on knowledge and wisdom back down the line to the younger generations. So um, they're the three um, 
main mm. archetypes that a woman will naturally go through in her life but during each month you have four then main archetypes that a woman will transition through depending what stage of her cycle she um she is in so when she bleeds she's in her crone when she is in her follicular stage she's in her maiden and then she moves into her ovulation stage where she's in her mother and then her premenstrual stage which she's connecting to her wild woman and this is the the premenstrual PMS type stage where women really um, shy away from and, you know, they have a lot of disconnection around this and really um, don't understand this phase uh, for the beauty and the power that it can really give you because if you sit with every emotion that is coming up right in that moment, you really learn a lot about yourself instead of trying to suppress it maybe with Panadol or just ignoring it completely or, you know, lashing out in ways um, to people around you that um, are not conducive for your own growth and development. So, mm. Oh, I love that. I hope that answered the question. <laughs> no, no, that was thing because I feel like, um, and I talk a lot, a lot about this in uh, dealing with women in general, is just honouring that each each part of our lives is a season so where I have clients that have small children you know allowing them to actually be okay with knowing that they're in a season and Mm. they don't need to be in the same season as a maiden or in a crone not having time out or maybe not being able to do the things that they want to do but recognizing that it's the season yes that's absolutely amazing. And it kind of takes me on to the next question, which is to do with the menstrual cycles and the seasons, as you were talking about. Mm. Um, and you, you beautifully said it, you know, with that luteal phase, we're more um, wanting to withdraw. And maybe it's like that winter of kind of um, hibernating. And then when we have the um, ovulation stage etc did you want to touch a little bit more deeply on maybe how we can harness that and how we can actually use it to our advantage in our daily lives yeah yeah so um when I began to work with my period I didn't have a course I didn't have anything really to like go off um I just heard a few women who practice tantra say that uh they don't have painful periods anymore and I was like cool (laughs) that's what I want Mm. um so what I really did was I stopped taking Panadol and I really connected with um my bleed week because I knew when that was coming every single month and you know it's obviously quite tangible um you know it's there and um I really, really allowed myself to feel everything that was was moving through my body at that time. And instead of trying to mask my pain with, um, you know, naprogesic or Panadol, I sat with my pain. And I tell you what, I felt like I was going to die the first couple of months because (laughs) when you do mask your pain with painkillers and then you finally feel your pain, it feels 10 times worse because it's everything that's repressed in your womb that is wanting to be felt. It's wanting to be processed and it's wanting to be released. Period pain is just stuck emotion in our womb. So if we learn as women to uh, learn how to process it and release it, and you can do that through breath work, you can do that through tapping, you can do it through, um, I give myself Reiki every single month, um, do it through movement, 
um, and I used Epsom salts, you know, like there's so many different ways that we can allow this emotion to to move through us. And this is the beauty of our PMS and the, the week beforehand because everything's rising within us. And the more that I actually allowed all those emotions to rise within myself and be released before my period came, the ease, more easeful my period did become. Mm. so yeah like uh so the the week of our bleed is our crone week so our wise woman so we are going to feel a lot it's it's our hormonally we're very low with our hormones so our hormones move as a bell curve throughout the month so we're at our lowest point of hormone um uh hormone the amount of hormones that we produce um so we can feel very tired lethargic um slow fuzzy in our heads um we we actually from a spiritual point of view the light is being turned on within us and the lights turned off out in the world so it's where we want to hibernate it's our time for us to go within to really nurture ourselves and give us give our body and our soul and our mind everything that we need so whether you want to sleep all day like we just had a chat you know we had our periods over the weekend it's just like you know it's tapping out really it's like Mm. I, I need time to myself so however that looks for for you for the individual um, to, to allow yourself time and space to connect with yourself and just be with yourself and nurture yourself. This is how I really learned also to mother myself, which is very important for every woman's development is learning how to mother themselves and how to remother themselves. So um, within this phase as well, we have our wisdom. So if you can find space to have silence, to have spaciousness, the downloads and the insights that we receive are plentiful and uh, the veil is actually quite thin going back to the 3D, 5D. During our period, the veil between the 3D and the 5D is very thin. So if you do create space for yourself to connect with you, whether that is through meditation, you might want to do a sound healing or just really being silent in nature you um will receive some intuitive nudges and um i think that's probably the most amazing part of our bleed Mm. Um, it's it's when we're we're not in the doing we're in the receiving or or in the being anyway being and able to tap into our intuition and that's where I think a lot of people get disconnected with understanding how they access their intuition because yes. they don't allow the being. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's so much power in doing nothing. <laughs> not about it and, and just knowing that, that that's how we create. Is yeah. Good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I found the more that I connected with my bleed, then I really felt the energetic shift between my crone into my maiden in my um, follicular stage. So once you finish your bleed after, you know, the four or five days, six days, however long you bleed for, you will then transition energetically into your maiden archetype. So the maiden is where your hormones are now actually starting to pick up again. So you're going to feel a lot more energetic.
energetic and the maiden is quite similar to the page in tarot so the maiden can be really bright-eyed and kind of naive to a point it's like everything's anew there's new beginnings because you've gone through this death you know you've allowed your body to purify so then a new month can be reborn and if you quiet yourself during your crone and receive the insights that'll give you a understanding of what can be birthed through your next month so this is the powerful thing about our bleed is that we can actually receive what to do next within our life not even in our business but personal life whatever whatever your intention is you know it'll you'll receive um like, guidance yeah clarity and yes guidance. yes Correct. yeah mm. yeah ah. and so when you transition into your maiden that's the time that you start to write your plan it's like okay how am i going to uh you know implement um and integrate what i received it when i sat in my crone into the world now or into my life and so the maiden archetype is you might feel like you want to wear more active wear you know she's probably more like the maiden and the mother are probably the more masculine of the um of the archetypes within your cycle mm. it's where the light within you dims down and the light outside starts to brighten again because you want to be out in the world again you want to go socialize you want to you know be back in um in society so once you transition through your maiden then you will transition into your mother and your mother is where you're ovulating it's your most masculine point of your cycle so when you think um, of the bell curve you're at the top of the bell curve now in your ovulation you're going to feel your your sex drive um will probably soar because you're ovulating um for me, I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I, like, I fight so much better um, when I'm in my mother and I can feel it and my, my mind is sharp. Like I, mm -hmm. the way that I move my body is so much better than if I train, well, I don't train when I bleed because I give my body rest. But, you know, the couple of days after my bleed or the couple of days before my bleed, I'm doing all the wrong things. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, so the the the, the mother is um you know, you're full you're on you are fully on and so for me as a business owner this is the week where I am so busy I book all of my meetings I have I launch programs in this week like this is it knowing that after the mother finishes after that week phase finishes the light outside will start to dim and the light inside will start to uh, turn back on and I'll start I'll move out of my more masculine archetype into my feminine archetype into the wild woman which wild woman you know like we have this like preconceived idea that the wild woman is this like unwashed crazy woman who's like <laughs> completely dirty which is not the case at all I wrote a post recently that my inner wild is very quiet but she is so consumed with my truth and so consumed with me being authentic. And that is probably the wild woman at her absolute core is she brings your authentic self out. And things during this week that you would probably think but never say are said and things that you don't allow yourself to feel will be felt. And I encourage every woman to 
feel these, but this is the difference. You are allowed to feel and have your emotions and have your thoughts, but how you project them onto your partner is a distinction between whether you are embodied as a woman or you're still acting as a little girl because your partner isn't your punching bag, isn't your springboard or your soundboard. You still have to hold yourself as a woman while you feel what you feel. And that is a massive distinction and, and where I work with women. That's, that, that's perfectly leading me to the next question, actually, which is to do with the relationship and sex component of your role and, and your, your, your sort of passions that you, that you um, do for work. Yeah. Uh, what did you want to say, I suppose? What's a couple of things you could say in regards to that, that um, the relations, relationship and sex component to holding our own space and being in our own you know, taking responsibility for ourselves and how we can relate that with our partner. Mm. Um, so what was the question? What's my passion around? Yeah. So, I, so I pose, I suppose with, as we lead from, as you said, um, when we have these times during the month, for instance, where mm. we might be feeling things more and you're referring to, you know, not taking on our partner, but standing in our own feelings and, and working through them. Mm. How can that kind of tie into the relationship and sex component of that? Mm. Um, how can that affect our relationship or sex? Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So firstly, what I'm passionate about is everything to do with women showing up as women in today's society, being deeply connected to their womb space, to their sacral and feeling, feeling whole and feeling that inner permission that they can be all versions, versions of themselves. And allowing that to spill out into their relationships, into their career, into their life, into their hobbies, into, you know, everything else. Mm. Where and how I work with women is how to hold themselves as women in relationship, in the bedroom and in life. So what do I mean by this is unfortunately a lot of women emasculate their partners because of the way that we talk and it's, also a lot of women look at their partners as that they're just like hairy women. (laughs) (laughs) There's this piece of understanding the masculine, which I think is so important. And so I want to just caveat this by saying I grew up with a mother who condemned my father and spoke really ill of the masculine. So as a young woman, I didn't think very highly of men. And I so yearned to be loved by men and I've had some beautiful relationships, but I still had this underlying I'm superior or they're, you know, they're less than. And I've, I've had to reteach myself and fall back in love with the masculine. I've had to um, learn the difference between men's minds and how they process things and how they move through their world 
is completely different to me and how I move through mine. And when you can find that unity between the differences, that's where magic happens. And that happens in the bedroom, that happens in relating and communication, you know, at work and all the rest of it. So that's where I help women is to have relationships where they're feeling seen, they're feeling understood and they're feeling heard because they inspire their partner instead of nagging their partner, instead of Uh complaining to their partner. And for the feminine, it's talking about your desires, not saying you never do this or you always do this. You know, you never take me on a date or you always not listen to me, you know. So there is these subtle changes within women when you come from a place um, of also it's, it's, it's changing the way that we relate to our man. It's no longer having that codependency but also creating that really beautiful union between the two of you. It's understanding that a man's main purpose in life is his purpose. It's not going to be his partner. And if you can understand that as the feminine, it creates such an amazing dynamic within relationships. A man has to be consumed with his purpose. Mm. That's his number one priority. And Mm. you will feel his masculinity and his presence when he is consumed in the world and in service in the world in a way where he, um, yeah, is is serving, is Mm. he's bringing something, he's creating his empire, his kingdom, and then you will be his queen. And that is two archetypes that I talk about when I was in couple coaching is the queen and the king because a lot of couples don't see themselves as queen and kings. That's that's a whole another hour talk, isn't it? Yes, we'll absolutely. One going a bit deeper into that because I feel like there's just, as you were talking about, um, you know, the lack of maybe connection or, you know, all of those different things in a relationship, it all ties back to this. Yeah. As we all want to be seen, we all want to be um, heard. heard and yeah. seek connection. And when we don't have those things because we're not relating in a way that is best suited for ourselves, then that's when the lack and the, the problems start. So there's there's so much value in that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one thing that I always say to all of the women that I work with is you've never been taught this. So mm. go easy on yourself. Course. You know, we've never been taught how to communicate properly, how to relate properly, how to have sex properly, you know, in a way that is conducive to the love that we really do yearn for. Amazing. Amazing. So I'm really conscious of time because we yeah. can do forever. So we'll have, to do, <laughs> we'll have to do a part two at some point. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's just have a quick little chat about um, your role as a doula. I know there's a lot there as well, but mm. just maybe the value of how you have found being a doula um, on women, the value that you've seen with women or the supports that they've received, they may not have received in other settings. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great question. So when I first began this work, I did have an, a thought in the back of my head thinking that, Oh, later in life, I'll probably become a midwife. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> and then I stumbled across like a doula and that really connected with me because it's a doula is, is if you want to like 
um, you know, compartmentalize them. A, a midwife is in the medical system and a doula is the emotional and su- spiritual support for a birthing mother. The doula is an advocate for the mother's empowerment. So I don't know how many of your listeners uh, are mothers, but there are a lot of trauma can come out of the experience of birth. There's a lot of um, women giving their power away um, and not being embodied within themselves and, and not trusting that this is a process that we've been given to procreate the world and when we are left alone in our own energy and our own space women birth in very empowering ways um and a doula you can have a doula in a hospital and you can have a doula at home what i'm seeing a lot of up here on the gold coast in queensland is that a lot of women are stepping away from hospitals Um, And this happened predominantly through COVID because they weren't only able to have one support person or sometimes no support people um, during their birthing process. Uh, So women have started to birth at home a lot more and being left in their home environments. So doulas have really become quite popular on the Gold Coast uh, because women are wanting to take birth back really mm-hmm. yeah and sorry go no, and I was just gonna say what would you say what is the best biggest asset that you've seen um is it more of the postpartum that women really feel um unsupported that you've seen and sort of go more towards the doula side of things or is it the actual whole process or it's the whole process it's mm. the whole process of birth because a doula can be with the pregnant mother and I mean it depends also what the doula offers so obviously I have a lot to give in terms of um, you know my one-on-one coaching my tantra experience your experience with couples like I'm very uh, interested in intimate birthing spaces um, because of my tantra um, you know, the, the energy that creates a child is also similar to the energy that will get a child out and be birthed. So a woman needs to be relaxed so her cervix can relax. She needs to be in a safe environment so she can feel uh, safe with with her body so her body can open. And that's very similar for a woman during sex. She needs to feel relaxed. She needs to feel safe so her body can open to her partner. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, off the back of that, I'm very interested in the postpartum um, and very focused on the postpartum, uh, you know, the first 40 days after the birth of a child. Uh, I think sometimes that's where mothers, I mean, we really have to be, uh, we like, it's not only the child that's been born through that process, the mother has been reborn as well. So she needs just as much care and love and attention as the child. And a lot of mothers don't get that. A lot of mothers are just left to their own devices to figure things out. And it really is a very, uh, very special time, but very vulnerable time for the mother. So if she can have, 
a support group around her, if she can have a person to call upon like a doula, a postpartum doula to help her with the different uh, things that can come up during that phase. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's the, it's the initiation phase. It's an integration phase after she's gone through this portal of birth, this process of birthing this child. You know, she needs to be held during the postpartum phase and wow. a lot more attention needs to be given to, to mothers during this phase while they heal and reconnect to themselves. Like, you know, you're a mother, like I'm sure you remember birthing your children. It's this, I'm sure it's undescribable for you. Like it's this spiritual like moment where you're just like, you don't, sometimes you don't feel like you can do it because you're a, the, the enormity of what's going on right now. Oh, it's, it's absolutely transcendent, isn't it? Um, yeah. Noticed is just this, this baby that was inside that you've connected to is now an actual human being in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can imagine just that whole process of being supported. And as you said, it's an equal, it's not just the baby coming into life and then the mother's sort of just there to, to fend for herself, but um, integrating them both being just as, as beautiful and, and new initiating into motherhood and initiating mm. into, into life. So mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, mm. So again, I just thought I'd ask you a couple more questions um, yeah. as we lead into the final part, because we could talk forever. Um, <laughs> I'd like to ask the final question of what is spirituality to you? Mm. My spirituality to me, I love this question. <coughs> Sorry. It's okay. For me, it's it's having my my deep relationship with myself mm. because, and I love this. Sorry, I'm gonna cough again. <coughs> I love this quote out of um, Eat, Pray, Love. Um, the quote is, "God dwells within me as me." So, whilst spirituality. I think a lot of us think spirituality is having this connection to something greater, but we are that greater. So for me, it's my deep relationship and connection and love affair that I am on with myself. It's my self-love journey. I absolutely adore that. And I feel the exact same. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. So where can people find you, learn more about you on social media? Yeah, um, so I, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Instagram is triple underscore 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 goddess. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I've spoken too much. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, Facebook, I'm triple goddess. Um, my website is uh, triple goddess.podia.com. Uh, yeah. Amazing. I will will link that in the comments section so people can have a look. And I'll talk more about some more topics later on in the year. Thank you, Lauren, so much. Thank you. This was amazing. Thanks for having me. Amazing. Thanks, Lauren. All right. Bye-bye.